Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my college football breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I am continuing with the Toledo Rockets, who last season went 9-5, and 5-3 five, five and three in the MAC, and went, took, took away the uh, MAC championship after a fantastic season. Uh, they were able to defeat, defeat Ohio out of the MAC East, who had won seven straight MAC games going into that uh, MAC title game. Uh, the Rockets returned so much offensively and defensively. They are again going to be the prohibited favorite in the conference. Uh, but an interesting thing that uh, I looked into and saw first time in 21 years that the Rockets won both the conference, the MAC, and a bowl game in the same season. That really surprised me just because with the of the success that they've had, um, that statistic was just kind of surprising to me. But again, uh, so much returning for this football team, uh, a good coaching staff, and, and it, they are the prohibitive favorite. And I, I think the, the thing that could hold this team back potentially, if there is a, anything that can hold them back, is those expectations can they live up to the lofty expectations that they could have this season as their schedule sets up really well for them to do something really special this season. So let's go ahead and dive into the breakdown. Um, the Toledo Rockets, of course, play at the Glass Bowl, uh, one of the more beautiful venues in in the MAC. Just uh, I, I, one that I haven't been able to experience yet, but I'm really looking forward to in the near future of getting to the glass bowl for a game. <clears throat> Again, it's one of those with just, just a great, uh, it's one of those just, just well known throughout college football and one that I can't wait as a stadium traveler. I can't wait to get to in the very near future. And it's not a terribly far drive for myself either being in central Illinois, moving on to a coach in the rise, uh, from the program going with cornerbacks, coach Corey Parker. And I'm going with coach Parker because He's been a high school coach for, for a, a while. Um, 2006, he was at UD Jesuit as DB's coach. 2007, Ann Arbor Huron as DB's receivers coach. 2008, Inkster High School co-defensive coordinator. And then from 2009 to 2021, served as River Rose head coach uh, up in Michigan. Um, and then 2022-2023, took over the uh, cornerback's job at Toledo. So a great, great opportunity for him to uh, to do to do something great at the college level. He himself uh, played uh, at Eastern Michigan, so a really good opportunity for him to return to the MAC, and he's doing some great things. And they have an unbelievable group in the secondary this season. Uh, when I get to the position by position breakdown, it, it's it's almost mind-blowing the assortment of riches that they have at that position. You, you, you would think with uh, the transfer portal and NIL and, and the like that some of those guys would have got poached. I hate to use that word, but you, you, it happens, unfortunately. But good for Toledo for keeping these guys in the roster. They should be really, really good. Uh, looking at uh, their schedule for this season, they open up in my neck of the woods. They open up at Illinois at night. There's always a Big Ten team that that loses to a MAC team. The MAC always beats a Big Ten team. I think it's going on. It's been 14 years now. I want to say 
that uh, that it's happened. Look for this game. That could be it. Could be one of those times. Illinois is very good, uh, but Toledo has an opportunity to be fantastic this year. Then they host Texas Southern, San Jose State, Western Michigan, and then NIU. I'm really surprised to see a G5 team have four straight home games like the Rockets do here. They followed up, though, with three straight road games, though. They go two UMass, two Ball State, two Miami, Ohio, and then they start midweek action play on Halloween, Tuesday, October 31st. They host Buffalo. Wednesday, November 8th, they host Eastern Michigan. Tuesday, November 14th, they play at Bowling Green. And then Black Friday, November 24th, they play at Central Michigan. So the, the schedule sets up very nicely for the Rockets. Their toughest game of the year at Illinois, beginning of the year at night. Real opportunity for the Rockets to do something special there. Then they have home four straight home games. They get NIU at home, who's one of their uh, year in, year out. That game is a battle between those two. They're usually at the top every year. They do have to go to Miami, Ohio, to Ball State, both winnable games, though. They get to host they host Buffalo, who Buffalo is is my sleeper team out of the East. That could be a preview of the MAC title game. And then they get Eastern Michigan at home, which is a big deal because Eastern Michigan could be really, really good. Uh, Eastern Michigan and NIU are going to be Toledo's top uh, foes when it comes to the MAC West. And they do have to go to Bowling Green, who beat them last year. But Bowling Green shouldn't be as good as they were last year, in my opinion. But we, we shall see there. But the schedule sets up really nicely nicely for Toledo. If they beat Illinois week one, this is a team to watch. Uh, and and the, as a potential uh, G5 <coughs> New Year's Six representative, because if they beat Illinois, that's the toughest game on their schedule, could they potentially run the table? Or if they just lose the one game to Illinois and they keep it very close and Illinois has a good year, what then happens to Toledo if they're 11-1, 12-1 MAC champion with a close loss to Illinois who finishes, say Illinois goes to the Big Ten title game and wins the West. There's a real opportunity here for Toledo to do something really special this year. Uh, shifting now to the position-by-position breakdown now, starting offensively, the Rockets are lucky to have Daquan Finn back at quarterback, and he's only a junior, so there's an opportunity to have him again Next season, the second-team All-Mac performer accounted for nearly 3,000 yards of total offense last year and 32 touchdowns. He's a dual-threat signal caller that can do a little bit of everything on the field. The one improvement that would be that, that he needs to make is on his accuracy, which was just below 60% last season. If if he improves that uh, to even the to say the 63, 64, even 65%, he becomes a deadly option then at quarterback, um, which, he, like I said, he's only a junior, so he's got time to do it. Uh, the running back room has a really good trio of backs. Uh, Jaquez Stewart ran for 770 yards last season, and then juniors Micah Kelly and Penny Boone uh, will be important pieces in the running game as well. The receiving core returns amazing weapons at wide receiver Jerwan newton at 830 yards nine touchdowns he was second team all mac performer devin maddox also returns he had a really good year last year and then uh thomas zarios uh, 
as as well as uh, tight ends Lenny Cool and Anthony Torres return. Uh, the additions of wide receivers Jaden Dotton from Penn State and uh, Don Munnerlin from Rutgers are big. Uh, this team should do should has some great receiving options, and with Finn leading the way at quarterback, should be a real problem in the passing game. The offensive line returns four starters from last season, and Tyler Long is a fifth. Uh, you could say after missing all of last season. Center uh, Devin Rogers, left guard Vinny Scurry, guard Kendall Majors, and tackle Nick Rossi, who was a first-team All-Mac player last season, all return. Rossi has an opportunity in the, at the next level for sure. And then the additions of Rod Orr from Florida State and David Nanawagwu from Rutgers are massive. Just a really, really good assortment of players here on the offensive line. And and I'm excited to see what this group can do as I think that they could really, really make a statement here in the trenches. Shifting to the defense now, the defensive line must replace three starters. Uh, so if there is a weak link to this defense, they were they were the leading, they led the MAC in total defense last year at under 330 yards per game, which in the MAC is really, really impressive with how much yards are put up there. Losing three starters on the defensive line hurts. But there is experience here. Uh, defensive ends Adrian Wolliver, Terrence Taylor, and Deshaun Holt all serve as like stand-up rush ends, outside linebackers um, in this system where they tr- kind of mix it up a bit. And then Missouri transfer Travian Ford, he'll miss the start of the season. He had an injury in the spring, but he should play a role here as well. He's more of a traditional defensive end. And then defensive tackle uh, Judge Culpepper, he's the returning starter. And then Darius Alexander and Kayvon Butler all have experience at the defensive tackle position as well. Uh, the linebacking core returns first-team All-Mac performer Dallas Gant. He had 116 tackles last year. His ability flashes Sunday potential. He started off at Ohio State before coming to Toledo here. He is a fantastic player. Uh, the Rockets also return Siawala Ellis, uh, Daniel Bolden, and Jackson Barrow. To form a solid linebacker unit. But where the defense really, really excels is in the secondary. There's star power on this unit. Safeties Nate Barrow and Max and Hook have been all-MAC performers the past two seasons. And they're back once again. Zachary Ford is also a returning starter there as they play uh, a three-two or a, uh, they play five DBs, I should say. Um, cornerbacks Quinion Mitchell, third-team All-Mac performer, and Chris McDonald are also returning starters. Avery Smith, Andre Fuller, Nick Turner, and R.J. Delancey also have experience there. So all five starters back in the secondary, three of those five being All-Mac performers. And like I said, the two safeties have been All-Mac performers for two years in a row. So really, really talented group in the secondary here uh, that with the schedule that they play, Illinois isn't a pass-happy offense. Bringing in a new quarterback, Texas Southern, uh, that is what it is. San Jose State has a good quarterback, one of the best in the Mountain West. And then you look at the MAC schedule, uh, Well, and then UMass as well. UMass is going to be very run-heavy. But you look at NIU with uh, Rocky Lombardi, he can throw the ball. Uh, Gabbert at Miami, Ohio. Hatcher at Ball State. Um, Snyder at Buffalo. Uh, Bazelik at Bowling Green, but still this pass defense should put up amazing numbers again this year. 
And I'm really looking forward to see this group. It's going to be a really, really good group to watch. On special teams, punter Jonathan Batzek returns and will look to improve on last season. And then kicking should belong to Luke Pollock. Uh, he's the most experienced kicker on the roster. So now shifting to my final analysis of my opinion on the Toledo Rockets heading into the year. It's hard to imagine Toledo not winning the MAC again with everything they have back. The defense is stacked in the secondary like I just went over. I mean, it's it's a pretty amazing group there. And the offense will be electric behind quarterback Daquan Finn. And especially, like I said, if he improves that accuracy just even two, three, four percentage points, teams are really, really going to have to worry about this offense even more than they already have to. Expectations are through the roof for the Rockets in 2023. Like I said in the intro, I think that could be the only thing that could derail this team, honestly. I mean, NIU and Eastern Michigan are both going to be very good. So, of course, you got to you gotta compete with those guys. But they get both those games at home. They get Buffalo at home, which I think is big. Looking at their conference road games, nothing jumps out to me saying, oh, no, I don't know if they can do it. Going to Ball State. Ball State has so many new faces this year. Going to Bowling Green. There, Toledo is going to want to get back at them this year. Going to CMU, going to Miami, Ohio will be a bit difficult with Brett Gabber. Uh, but the, again, none of those games really jump out at you and say, "Man, I don't know." I, that's going to be a tough one. Um, but like I said, I think this team, if they win at Illinois Week One, this team could have a special, special season. And even if they don't win that Week One game, they still have an opportunity to have a really amazing year to have I think that they get more than nine wins that they had last year this team is going to be that good I think so hope you enjoyed this breakdown love doing these one of the favorite things I get to do every year please like subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast and then get the podcast twitter account of follow at tnt college foot one everybody have a good night god bless